What's up and welcome to Good Form. My name is Dan Dole. We are broadcasting in the lovely village of Broad Ripple at Average Joe's. I'm here with my co-host, Brady Bolin. What's up, guys? How's it going? We're uh, pretty good atmosphere out here. I think I might like this better than Roy's and Brothers. It's good vibes, other than it being an intramural sport hangout. Nothing wrong with that. It's a Monday. I mean, they got to hang out somewhere. Yeah, we got $5 pitchers and a special guest who's a colleague of mine. He's come a long way from, uh, I don't even know what neighborhood he lives in, <laughs> North Keystone. <laughs> South of 465, north on Keystone, north of Walmart, Charles Torwoodso. What's up, man? What's going on, everybody? Glad we could be here this, uh, this beautiful evening. That's a good intro, right? So just to fill everybody <laughs> in, me and Charles have actually been waiting here for, I don't know, like 15 minutes because uh, someone had an incident with the equipment again and forgot some of it at home. Keyword is again because We had it's to cancel the first show time. two weeks ago because he forgot to grab it. We missed our own show and now delayed our show. Now 37 minutes behind. Um, so, you know, we're making strides. It's a Monday. We're still getting used to doing the show on Mondays, I guess. I'll give it to you this time, but come on, man. Hey, you got some chicken tenders while you're waiting. It was good. Yeah, I just want to say that if you guys want to pay $7 for chicken tenders, you get seven chicken what tenders What sauce here. did they give you? It's supposed to be barbecue. I'm not looks really like sure. It looks like ketchup, which is your favorite, right? Yeah. No, uh, I don't think it's ketchup. Hey, uh, give Charles and Mike while you order some beer here. That's just a guy. That's not. Oh, that's, that's not, not our a, guy. That's not a server <laughs> I thought, here, dude. I thought you were, is that why you? Is that why you stopped? <laughs> I kind of thought it was for a second. Um, not gonna lie. I'm just gonna put my headphone back in though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, so that just happened. Um, He's actually just hanging out. Yeah. Because no, he doesn't even have a. He doesn't even have a. He didn't even have a uniform on. Just a black shirt. The other guy had a black shirt on. I got two confused. black shirts, and he grabbed a stool, so it looked like he was cleaning off a table or something. I don't know. Now we're getting all the stairs. I feel it. Yeah, whatever. Okay, let's let's uh, let's get going here with uh with what happened over the weekend. I feel like you went you went hiking a little bit. Uh yeah, I went to Gallenberg, Tennessee. Uh, the- walked up a mountain, saw a bunch of fog. That's pretty much. You it. still took a selfie at the top, though, right? Well, yeah, you got to take a selfie. At the you top. got to, you have to. Yeah, Wait, I mean, say that again. You got, you got the mic. Did you did you really go if you didn't actually take a selfie? Yeah. At the top? No, you didn't. I made some guy really mad up at the top because he went to take a selfie with his girlfriend. I was like, no one's gonna believe you made it up here. It's all fog in the background, and he got so mad. He like gave me the dirtiest look, and Alex is like, let's ju- let's just go. I was like, all right. <laughs> it it probably didn't look like it was even that high up though, right? Literally, it was like. 10 feet behind you is such thick fog you couldn't see the trees behind you so <laughs> just looked like you were in front of a fog machine <laughs> was it at least peaceful up there yeah except for this lady that wore flip-flops she was bitching at her husband the whole way up <laughs> it was kind of funny but yeah. i went to uh i went to the pacers game and uh, uh bought cheap tickets but it was a good game Pacers smoked them, and then they lost on Sunday. But I feel like most of Indianapolis was watching that game, both games. Oh, yeah. So I was Except actually at Margaritaville. People in the mountains. So I was, no, no, no. I was at Margaritaville in the Smokies sitting next to a guy that lives in Fishers watching the Pacers game with him. We watched the whole third quarter together, and then 
He had to leave because his wife was ready to go to bed, I guess. But <laughs> Can't do anything yeah. about that. Go six hours away, White sit wins. next to a guy from Indy to watch a Pacers game. Uh, now, I want to get to what Charles was up to because I think this is, some, this is a good topic. And, and we talked about this for a little bit today, but I told Charles to save it for the pod, man. It's wedding season, right? Charles just hit up hit up a wedding over the weekend. So, uh, what do you what do you uh, what, how did that go? It's the first start of, of wedding season. You have a little uh, saying, <laughs> a little catchphrase. Wedding season, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely here. Um, you know, I was scrolling through social a little bit, and I I literally I think I ran across about five to six posts on Instagram that were all people that were just at random weddings. So, wedding season is in full effect, and it's in full. Season. What's the what was the date this weekend? Twenty eighth. Yeah, the 28th. I feel like I feel like it's usually around that first weekend in May, late April. Yeah, I think I feel like that's right on par. Yeah, nailed it. Just, just the weather. Once the once the weather starts getting right, people want to get married. But it's crazy because they planned this like a year ago, and the weather <laughs> hit just in time for yeah, their wedding. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. But yeah, so so the wedding, man. What I wanted to talk about was how the music right the music will always set the tone of the event 100 so, percent. i mean that's that's how you get the vibes going exactly you know exactly that really sets the that's like the pace car so if you if you don't have good music at your wedding then you know that, that just sets the tone for the whole situation but that being said the wedding was great the company was great everybody that was there was dope but, but here, hold wedding. on, hold on, hold on. It was like a Pandora like wedding music station, and it was just like, oh, <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? It, it just didn't do it for me. Well, here's the here's the thing. I, when I think of a wedding DJ, they're also like a host, right? You know, they're the ones calling out the dollar dances and the, you know, everyone come out. We're gonna do the chicken dance or like whatever they do. You know, like they're they're like the host. They're the MC. They're not just there to mix their music. Like it's a legit host of the whole wedding. So they do the, you know. Yep. I, here's where I'm coming from because I went to a Telus wedding, and the Telus wedding was amazing, partially because their DJ was incredible, and they did the introductions for everybody that came in the room. You know, the whole bride and groom. They did. He was killing it with the music. They had like almost a set playlist that they went through and picked the songs, and so it just worked out perfectly. It was. It was. He killed it. Like I would hire that man for anybody's wedding. So. Okay, so, like, I have been to weddings with DJs, and I've been to weddings with people that have been like, no, we're going to pick our own playlist on Spotify. It's better on the playlist, right? They literally pick, like, four hours of songs. That are good for weddings. That are, like, built into the night. Like, yeah. they prepare for, like, well, two and a half hours in, this group of people are going to leave. <laughs> and then, it, like, the songs get a Starts little better. And, like... Yeah, how do you feel about that? You feel like that's better than a DJ or I mean it's a good way to save money, right? First of all, you're cutting the budget. Hey, Spotify premium. But, but here's the this, thing. If you're <laughs> if you're gonna hit up if you're gonna hit up, uh if you're gonna have the playlist, you still gotta have someone be the MC, right? So you could have a friend do it, you could have I feel like you have to have somebody kinda hosting the whole deal. Yeah, that's true. I did that like my best friend's wedding. I had my like phone on the playlist, and I could change the songs when I wanted if they sucked or something. So, I guess that's so fair. you were the MC of a wedding? Is that what I'm hearing? I wouldn't say I was an MC, but like you gave a speech it, when it came. I did give a speech. You gave a speech. You you changed the playlist. Yeah, but I mean, like I didn't. I you just probably called up, somebody out. I. <laughs> I you just, probably made people kiss. <laughs> no, I just ended up with the the playlist because. 
I was you the were the most, MC. I had it until I was like not the most sober one that was around, and then I like passed it off. <laughs> a good form right there. It's how it works. You just got to keep passing That's it off. That's definitely how it's done. But then you get one person to get a hold of it, and it goes south real quick. You know, all it takes is one song to clear out that dance floor, and you lost everybody. Well, you know I'm not going to pick someone that's going to pick bad music. You got, if I mean, not, you I'll never call know, them man. out, and I'll get the music back, and I'll change it. But And get everyone back up there. But once you lose people, it's over, I think. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I'm kind of already over wedding season. I feel like it hasn't even started. I think it's just because I know I've got to go to like four of them this summer. Yeah, dude, I got to go three. I've only been to three weddings in my whole life, so I'm about to double up just this year. And, and guess what? Being single at those sucks. Well, For yeah, me. but think about this. Because you know? I'm the only single one here. Just, <laughs> think about you sit this, there, though. you Would watch you? them be happy and stuff, and then you're just... A little jealous, but you're happy for him at the same time. But think about this. I'm in a wedding this year where me and my girlfriend are both in the, like, bridal party. And we walk down the aisle and shit together. Like it. I like that it. just sends a weird vibe that, nope, 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 nope. There it is. I guess when you walk down with your girlfriend, that kind of changes it a little bit. It's you know an interesting because you're right that you're so yeah. close. Yeah, you're so far away. It's at like the same a, time. It's like an mean? interesting mix because you're like, well, I mean, at least I get to walk down with my girlfriend instead of some random girl that I'm like. I'm pretty tall, so like, no at least my girlfriend's pretty close to my height. Like that Valid. fixed problems. Valid. Like my girlfriend was taller than every other dude in like the groomsmen. So like, no doubt, it worked out. But yeah, it definitely is interesting. Let's, I don't know how I feel about it. Let's backpedal here for a little bit. So. Yeah, you're saying that if you are at a wedding single, that it's not a good scenario. I feel like that. Could, I feel like that could go either way. True. You know, it, it's have you never seen Wedding Crashers? Bingo. Nailed I have it. seen that movie a couple times. <laughs> first, okay. The first thing is Charles. Yes, the the being single at a wedding thing's pretty. Like it's could be fun, right? There's a lot of opportunities, but it's got to be the right setting. You know, if it's a family no wedding and you're single, no. <laughs> if it's a friend's wedding and you're single, okay. But if you're at a family wedding, single man, you got to deal with, oh, you're going to be the next one to get married, blah, blah, blah. You know, you There's don't want to. No question. From no your question. aunts and uncles, and then your mom sitting there looking at you be single, sitting at the table, <laughs> not wanting to dance with anybody. You know, like that is not, not the way to go. You have to have the plus one for a, a family pl- wedding. I don't care if you're bringing your best friend's little sister. You have to do something. The, the second pl- the thing, plus though, one is key. the plus one is key. That's the second thing, and you always have a plus one in a family wedding. The second thing, though, Brady, is that it's kind of like a little test run bringing bringing your girl down the aisle. It's kind of like a little wow. test run, a little bit. You're at the wedding together. Wait, wait, wait. This was not my choice, right? But it kind of <laughs> works out that way, where you're gonna you're gonna take her down the aisle, and it, you're you're never gonna t- actually walk her down the aisle, right? It's gonna be her dad. If, if you guys got married. No, but, when you leave, you do. But, yes, that's what I'm getting to. You are on stage together. You leave together. You know, you're in the vi- same atmosphere together. It's kind of like a good little... And then, and then even better, you both experience four weddings together. You can say, I didn't like that part about that wedding. We're not doing that. Yeah. It, but you don't have to discuss it. It's just in true. the back of your head. Yeah, no, that happened last... We had two weddings in the same weekend last year. Ooh, the doubleheader. Yeah, and I drove back from Bloomington, and we heard all about it. About what was didn't what wasn't good, what was good, what oh, wasn't no good, what was good, and I was like, "Hey, I don't really care about any of this." <laughs> Which, Yo, like, so, so so the thing about the double header is, like, naturally you're going to compare the two. Yes, a hundred percent. So so that that adds a little bit of pressure when you're planning for your wedding if you're the one that's going to be getting married. 
You know, you don't you don't necessarily yeah. think about the double header, right? But you always think about, okay, well, someone else. It's wedding season, so they're going to be going to another wedding here soon. How is mine going to stack up to theirs? So the beauty of this double header was that one was underneath the dolphin area at the zoo. Okay, wow. yeah, wow. no. Like, knowing the bride kind of makes sense. She's super into animals, really likes dolphins. So that was interesting. It was cool. Um, the other one was actually in Hinky Hall at the stadium. So it was an evening wedding. You overlooked the stadium at IU. That's, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it was awesome. Oh, cool. You know? Thank you. Um, so, yeah, like, we definitely compared, like, things – the drive home, but I heard a bunch of stuff that like I just didn't really care about. You forgot what he was wearing at Hinky Hall. That was the cool oh, part my about bad. it. Yeah, all the groomsmen. So actually, the groom announced his starting five, basically like his groomsmen. He announced all of them like they were starters for a basketball game. Oh wow! And they all wore candy stripes. Okay, as I, they I, walked I, up. I think I know where this is going. Um, is this Jordan Hole's wedding? No, no, no. <laughs> okay, I thought that this. I thought this was taking a, a turn. No, here. no, I. No, <laughs> not at all. I, that probably happened, though. You would think it was Jordan Hall's wedding. You you would have like <laughs> you would literally have thought it was. But uh, but no, they they all had candy stripes on all the way until right as the service started. Then they do ripped you, them off. I know you're. I know. I think you're in support of something like that. Like do something that you love as your wedding. Oh, rock, 100%. rock something that you love I'm to 100% wear. Percent like non-conventional or traditional, but whatever it I'm, is. I f- I'm more of a traditionalist. I feel like you got to have the suit. The tie, the the bridesmaids can't be. They all have to be matching. The bridesmaids should be wearing matching dresses. I don't care if it doesn't fit one girl a different way than another girl. Make it work. <laughs> it looks better for I pictures. Like it. It's just true. you have to. There's some piece of class that goes into that. Maybe the dresses aren't exactly the same, but at least be the same exact color. I don't know. I mean, is that over the top? I feel uh, like it's normal. I agree with that. Just I mean, because the pictures are forever, right? Like <laughs> you're you're gonna you're gonna look back at this one day and show your kids and grandkids and everybody else be like, okay. I see it, you know. Wedding pictures are forever. You're like, hey, yeah, that's Aunt Becky. She just didn't want the dress everyone else had, so she wore her own thing. She wore <laughs> some cloth she <laughs> handcrafted from Goodwill. But I do, I kind of support the, like, different dresses, but, like, or different styles, same color. But you got to go like, with something with the style. Yeah, but, like, not everyone's. The style's, like, the test of the time, you right? Like, have- if you're wearing a slim fit suit. You're going to look back at that picture and be like, oh, look what they were wearing in the mid-2000s. Yeah, or what not I'm the say- mid-2000s. What, what I'm saying what is, is this like, time decade called? Let's say all your teens, 2Ks. Let's say, let's say all your bridesmaids are built differently. They're like, if it fits three of them perfectly and two of them, and they're just like, oh, God, this sucks. Like, they're going to be so self-conscious the whole time. Valid. It's going to be better if they're not self-conscious the whole time. They I just agree. Can, yeah. I th- I'm more of a mix and match guy myself. It seems more realistic. You know what I mean? Like, if everybody walks down looking exactly the same, it's not Let's fly. Real. It is kind of it's kind of fly. You're right. It is kind of fly. But Except the groom it, can wear, like, a different tie or a different, yeah. a little different something, something. Valid. I'm pretty big on, like, I mean, obviously, like, you all have to have the same kind of style. But, like, let, let people do their own thing with little, it. I, I, so, that kind of segues into this. So, playing for a football team. A lot of the times, coaches don't want you to have your own personal style, right? Like, they want the team to look uniform throughout and throughout, but certain people feel more comfortable wearing certain things. Yeah. And their personality shines through a little bit more. They get to play a little bit better. They're a little bit more comfortable. I think the same thing applies for a wedding. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
whatever makes you comfortable, man. Like I don't know if it applies to the wedding I, or if you play. I think I that's see, a Charles statement that Charles is like, I just wanted to wear this towel because I wanted to wear this towel, and it got cut off by a trainer, hey. and then I just got got way too way too butthurt about it when I wasn't supposed to wear it. You don't wear it if you're not supposed to wear it. Hey, you don't have to make all these personal shots oh, like yeah, this. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> that's definitely a very personal shot. <laughs> definitely a very that hits that hits hit really close to home. So, but like. Think but about hang on, hang on, hang on. That's like the guy in the wedding wearing brown shoes when everyone else is wearing black. You know, if you're not wearing the same jersey, you're not teammates. It's not the squad. It's hey, why do you, you get to stand if out? If you took enough time to check out that man's shoes, you've got bigger problems than what shoes he's got on. I have a shoe problem. I'm just saying it's like, I, I don't know. I think you put your own spit on it. See where it goes. If it gets too out of control, someone's got to dial it back, obviously. you got to be like, hey, man, you're getting a little crazy out there. But my, like, my wedding gift, if I ever get married, my wedding gift to my groomsmen will be a new pair of shoes. That's a big and we'll all wear the same dress shoes. That's going to be a big present See, for coming to my wedding. But you have to rent a tux. So yeah, it kind like, you know, of bounces out. We all wore the same like color scheme of shoes. But they were like athletic shoes. They weren't bit, like dress shoes or anything. But it was the same color scheme. Like, he required that. But you could wear any athletic shoe you wanted. No doubt. That's dope. Yeah, That's that was dope. cool. It gives a little bit of, a little bit of personal touch. Yo, so, <laughs> yeah, you just brought up a bad memory. But I'm going to tell everybody because I feel like everybody needs to know this story. Oh, is this a Charles Uncovered segment? This is a Charles Uncovered, you know. This is, this is Matt Why are you Stop. looking around like it's a deep, is, dark secret, so man? You're about to tell the whole world. Not a lot of people know this about me, Dan. You just kind of put it out there. Oh, so okay. Let's hear it. So, we're at Notre Dame. This is my sophomore year. And I would used to wear my towel whenever we would play. I would wear my towel to the back just because I just thought that it was swag. I loved it. I don't know who I saw do it, but I would always wear my towel to the back regardless. And before the game, our manager comes up to me. He's like, Charles, listen, man, you, you can't wear your towel to the back. Like, it's NCAA regulations, et cetera, blah, blah. I'm like, all right, whatever. We get out to the field. Of course, I'm wearing it to the back. We end up losing. It was a close game. We always played Notre Dame really close, despite what a lot of people would say. And by the time that the game is over, I'm walking across the field, and I go to, like, wipe my hand on my towel, and it was cut. Like, our manager literally came up behind me and sliced my towel off. So I had, like, a little nub of a towel that was back there, and I probably looked ridiculous, but... That's a little bit of the uncut you know, story that not a lot of people know. But the managers, do, they don't play when it comes to towel this is, placements. This is the best thing ever because, like, the managers at, like, obviously IU, like, I knew a couple of them. They were the most ruthless people I ever met in, like, everything. They do not care. They do not care at all. <laughs> That's the best thing I've ever heard, though. It was really an uncovered cut story from Charles. All I'm saying is... The uncut but cut How story do you feel about a man Charles sneaking up that up. close to your ass with scissors? <laughs> he might have snipped something else, man. Hey, shit gets real dicey. Are we allowed to say shit? <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, I mean, I, I'm not going to bleep it out. We don't edit. So, I mean, you say whatever you want to say, Charles. You You're almost held had, accountable. You almost had a Blue Mountain State episode right there. All <laughs> this, this, oh! <laughs> who did this, it? <laughs> this episode, this podcast, we've definitely cursed some, but we try not to too much. Brady asked me pre-show if we were allowed to say the N-word. <laughs> I said no. <laughs> what? <laughs> Yeah, he asked me that. I said, no, dude, we're not saying that just because Charles is here. No. We never say that, ever. Good I feel form. like that was a force. Good form. That was a force. <laughs> Always put me on spot for shit right. like this. I- I'm glad Charles brought it back to uh, sports, though. 
because we were talking about wedding season for 20 minutes. Hey, and uh, people in sports get about, married too. We have to talk about another multiple times Charles uncovered story, and it started in a sports <laughs> setting because it was at the it was at the Colts game, and knowing me, you know, working for the Colts and working on game days, I would uh, I would go on the field, and so. Charles happened to be a sweet holder that game, and we took him down to the field. Yeah, so was I. And Brady was a sweet holder. He got tickets from work uh, earlier in the year, so we brought. I ended up bringing both of them down to the field. It just worked out that way. And uh, Charles gets down there, and of course, there's some celebrities on the field. I'm like, Charles, dude, don't talk to them. Like, leave them alone. They need to be left alone because they're gonna, you know, they're on TV and stuff. Just like, don't go outside these ropes. We already had like a section set off just for us. Sure enough, I turn around for two seconds, and Charles shaking up with Michael Irvin right on the sideline, and uh, you know he's getting pictures with him, and you know doing his un uh, what is it called candids with him. Taylor snapping like twenty candids. Taylor, Taylor's real. She's real and, good. Uh, She's happy when it comes to the. So next thing, it. next thing we know, I'm like walking off the field, like Charles, dude. I told you not to do that, man. You're gonna get me fired out here. And Charles, and Charles is like, Dan, you don't get it. Michael Irvin's like my hero. He is my he is my idol. Like I grew up watching him. He's my favorite player. And he's like, dude, he gave me his cell phone number. It's like, what? You got Michael Irvin's cell phone? He's Guys, like, yeah, this look is, at this it. Is a look true at story. It. This is a true story. I'm on the field. Michael Irvin exchanged phone numbers, gave it to me. Mind you, I have a Michael Irvin jersey, 88 Cowboys jersey, the playmaker. And he's he's in. Well, why would you not? You, you sometimes sometimes the kid in you has to come out a little. Hey, bit. the rules like, got to be the, broken too. Exactly. You know, there's like three people for me: Kobe Bryant, Michael Irvin, and probably like Barack Obama or somebody. Like, there's there's a handful of people that I'm gonna take. <laughs> a, that I'm going to take a picture with when I get the opportunity. He happened to be one of them, and I got his number. So which is wild. So fast forward to after the game. Um, also, Michael Irvin is obviously on set with, like, Reggie Wayne and Steve Smith that night, I think is who was on the broadcast. Um, so we go out, and we're trying to get a hold of Charles, let him know where we're at so we can meet up. So I get his number from Dan because Dan's phone's about to die. So I was like, yeah, this could be a good time. And I text him, hey, got your number from Michael. What's a good spot tonight? This is Steve Smith. So, 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 when, it, when this pops up on my phone, mind you, mind you, the fact that you said this is Steve Smith, my phone literally says maybe Steve Smith. Might be Steve Smith. And I, I don't know I was going to say maybe. It says maybe. Maybe Steve maybe Smith. Maybe colon Steve Smith. And I'm, I'm, mind you, I'm in the car on the way home, and I just, like, freeze. I'm just like, wait, what? Like, these are, these are two of the receivers. Being a receiver myself, these are the two, two of the best receivers that I've always looked up to. Both of which I was under the impression that I had their phone number to have my phone number. Like, that's such a rare occur- I was like, I feel like I was a child. So, in the midst of him freaking out, I mess up on my end. And pictures from the field that I meant to send to my girlfriend, I sent to Charles. <laughs> <laughs> and I literally, we had had a few drinks. I was like, damn, I'm a dumbass. Yeah, it's Brady. Bet I had you for a second, though. Definitely had To me. which I get some ridiculous audio <laughs> message of just... Charles making noises. I don't know what, what was said or anything. I was like, I don't know what you said. And he just goes, LMAO. And then sent me a picture of him and Michael Irvin. <laughs> this, said, this said, two Hall of Famers. <laughs> two Hall of Famers. So, <laughs> needless to say, oh it, it would have been a great wow. joke had I not messed it up. Basically, I made Charles' dreams come true. 
Let's just be real. Let's not miss the big part of this story here. Dan Dole made Charles' dreams come I'm true. I'm so glad you made another man's dreams come true. Not the first time. <laughs> I, I somewhat take the mic. I can't. Oh, my. So, uh, <laughs> since we're talking about the NFL, a lot of people that listen to this show like sports. One, I think we need to pour some more brewski here. But, but two, I don't know what kind of sauce it was. It's kind of hot. Number, but number two, the draft. I think the biggest takeaway from this year's draft is that the Browns messed up already, and we didn't, we haven't even seen them play. But I, I feel like everyone's already saying the Browns messed up. And I feel like that's a, a well-known opinion that just happens every year. But everyone's just like, how did the Browns mess it up again? I thought, I thought going into the draft that the Browns made great moves. Like, I, I, I'm a big they Jarvis probably Landry did. Guy, and they got Jarvis. They got who else? Carlos Hyde. You know Tyrod I mean? Taylor. They got Tyrod Taylor. They got some guys as far as they got some dudes. Go. So I was like, you know, I, I didn't really have high expectations going in, but then they 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 go and they pick Baker first, which was, you know, there's just no way in my mind. Like if, like if him they, they if he pans out the, and their cornerback becomes a superstar, it's gonna be over. Like yeah, right. How do you not learn your lesson? Like it's like Johnny 2.0. You know, Heisman winner. It's just hard to believe that he's gonna do yeah. well, and, and part of that's because he's going to Cleveland, and the other part is. Uh, he's a hothead. He just—I don't know. I mean, they're the—they're the experts, Johnny, right? But just Johnny like they—they mi- they swung and miss on two or three of the best players in the draft because they took Mayfield in a corner. Chubb went five. I think Nelson went six. Is better picked than their cornerback, honestly. But that's why. I mean, I'm not drafting. And you know, well, the thing about the draft is, it's all just so many empty. It's all just so much emptiness. Like it's—it's it's so much. It's so much of a of a guessing game. I mean, JJ Watt tweeted the other day, like the reaction after he got drafted in Houston, and everybody was booing and everybody commented on the text and was like, "What are you doing?" JJ Watt's one of the best players to ever play football ever, and everybody in Texas was pissed when he went to yeah. Houston. So, I feel I feel like you're almost at this point in the the NFL, like you're cursed having like a top three pick, hundred percent, like. Because you got to go for the guy that's like a home run or just a strikeout. Have to. Like, you got to go for it. Like, Baker Mayfield could be great. Last time they tried it, last probably seven times the Browns have tried it. Hasn't been great. But, you know, that one time it could be great. And then all of a sudden the GM's like, oh, I'm good. Like, right. my career's made. I made the Browns decent. So, I mean, like, the Colts had the sixth pick. That's almost like safe. Like, yeah, that's a safe pick. It you're going to pick. A guy that is solid, but like not gonna be a super superstar. Like he could end up being a superstar, but like you're not gonna pick the guy that's gonna change your franchise at like ten no most likely. Well, I mean, and I, I mean, I'm, I'm almost in a position where yeah, I want everybody that gets picked or even anybody that gets signed. I want them to all do great, and they all have potential to be great. But in the same breath, you think of like a Lamar Jackson. And then you think about a Baker Mayfield, and it's just like those two type of players, like traditionally, don't really last in the league. You know what I mean? Like even a Teddy Bridgewater was a stud for a little while, but then he's no different than like an RG3 where you get hurt and then you don't really hear much from him. No different than a you know Manziel 2.0. You know Johnny was Johnny Football is a stud, right? But then kind of just fizzled out. So. I don't know, like like you said that six pick. And then you have like guys like spot. you guys like having uh, Russell Wilson, he's a franchise quarterback right. in the third round or yeah. whatever whatever round he was taken. Kirk Cousins was in the fourth or fifth round, I think. Um, but back to your point, Brady, you know you have those 
guys like this year's draft, Rosen at 10. The Cardinals, I think, are hoping that he changes their franchise, you know? Yeah, I mean. So it kind of depends on what position you yeah. take, too. I mean, obviously, quarterbacks are always an interesting situation, but, like, there's a lot of teams, their franchise quarterback, I'd say it's almost like they've got number one picks that are changed the role, like the whole lifestyle of the franchise. And then you've got, like, fifth rounders that are, like, good quarterbacks that definitely made the franchise go. I mean, I think they're, I mean, it's probably almost equal right now. Like, I know there's a lot of guys that are lower, I mean, at least third and on picks that are quarterbacks that change franchises. I mean, let's be honest, nobody really knows. But, like, I think everybody knows, like, your bread and butter picks are, like, three through five. Like, everybody you get in the third through fifth rounds are going to turn into, like, pretty solid players for the most part. I mean, I think you get your best value at those picks. But, like, first round. Like those guys could be starters, or they could oh, fizzle yeah. out of the league and be busts. Yeah, but, I mean, everybody's going to. And, like, if you pick them in the third round, you're like, hey, if he's it's good, he's really good. It's not really a bust in the yeah. third or fourth round. If yeah. you pick them in the first round, and it's, like, the first ten picks, dude's got to play. He's got to make it at least through four years. Like, if he doesn't make it four years and, like, does something in those four years, he sucks. Like, that was a terrible pick. Yeah, but the best thing is he's on a rookie contract. It didn't really cost you that much other than the opportunity cost of not picking a better player. Yeah, but, I mean, think about the Browns. Like, the Browns now have Baker Mayfield. They had uh, – who did they pick last year? Uh, the defensive end. Oh, Garrett. Miles Garrett. Okay, so, like, two years in a row. Let's say one of them turns into something great. One of them sucks. They broke even. I mean – that's pretty much where you're at whenever you have that high a pick every year. Like, you got to break even. And I, the Browns have not broke even in the long run, like, at all. So One last thing I want to hit on the draft was the Colts, since we got some Colts fans that might be tuning in. the uh, I, I Obviously, I like the first-round pick. I think most people do. But what I wanted to hit on was that they took their offensive players, like their playmakers, later, and I, I kind of like that. And I have a feeling that one of the running backs or wide receivers that they did take, I think, you know, rounds four, three, four, five, three through seven, really. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel I have a good feeling that one of those running backs or wideouts are going to turn out to be, you know, a starter, like a, a very good player. And I know it's not really a hot take or anything that's different from what we've been talking about, but um, I just have a good feeling and kind of trust Chris Ballard's judgment on those late picks, and it's, you know, really his first draft. No doubt. But let's talk about the uh, the Colts draft party. Yeah, we can't. Uh, Charles Charles had a hot take talking about uh, th- saying the Colts should have picked a quarterback, and it was hilarious <laughs> on camera. Um, no, no, le- le- less about less about that. More about how <laughs> how when, when uh, they they turn the lights on in the camera and they they put a hot mic in, in front of Dan, a hot mic, and Dan goes the route of pretending that he's getting drafted. He says. I just want to. I just want to thank uh, thank God first and foremost. Thank, thank my God, parents. my family, my uh, friends, my this, teammates. This it's been such a journey. Being a young kid from the two six zero from Fort Wayne, I uh, you know never thought I'd, I'd see this day here being drafted. It's been and a the, dream come the, true. The funniest part was the fact that the guy that was interviewing him played along with it, and he, then he goes, well, "So what are you going to bring to the franchise?" Said <laughs> the first one in, last one out. I'm a hard worker. A oh grind. That that really made my day. I'm a great team player. I, I went with it. He went with Bro, it. Bro, you just described every mediocre white basketball player <laughs> that's ever got drafted. <laughs> I look good in a jersey. Um, I'm a I'm a guy that coach wants his daughter to date. <laughs> but that's what's so funny about it, though, is that it was cliche. 
<laughs> it was like the most cliche things I could think of. And it's probably how I would answer it just because, let's be honest, these guys don't really like the media. That, I mean, maybe rookies don't really care that much, but at the end of the day, they, they're annoyed by the questions they get asked. Like Rosen, they, the media already knows that Rosen's kind of a hothead, so they ask him questions like, how much better are you going to be than the other three quarterbacks who were taken before you? Great. Like, how, yeah. So how much better. To, how are you supposed to answer that? Well, the program, they're really going to set me up to be way better than all these guys. They shouldn't have picked me then. Like, no, he answers it. These other teams are going to regret my pick. You know what he said, all that. So, I like it, man. Hey, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of that kid. I think that you know he pushes the envelope a little bit in a different way that a lot of guys are afraid to. And for that, I respect him. And also, I saw on his Instagram, he has a <laughs> ping pong table and he had a hot tub in his dorm room when he was at UCLA. So, Respect. Yeah, yeah, respect. Straight up. I just think that... The minute all these other sports adopt like what the NBA has in cockiness, so many things are going to change. I like, mean, the NBA is two steps ahead of everybody. Literally, as a league. Like, every other sport, you're like, respect the game, respect everyone else that plays. The NBA, you're like, well, if you can't keep up with me, that sucks, man. <laughs> you just should not be out here. The minute, and guess every- what? People watch those interviews. Oh yeah, you know. Well, I mean, what are you gonna like? Greatest boxer ever is the most cocky boxer ever. Muhammad Ali talked trash the whole time. The minute every other sport picks that up, interviews are going to get so much better. And, like, people people don't take them, people take them too serious, right? Like, everyone gets too offended about people saying certain things. But, like, no Gronk's obviously the best interview in the NFL. And look at him. He, he trolls everything. He laughs at everything. And it's think, great. He, he He's honestly the opposite of what the Patriots want, but he's great for every other team. I think that what MMA and the UFC have done is no 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 MMA is not fake what they have done with like the interview it's almost like they turned actual fighting into WWE so like it's all such a charade prior to it but it builds it up so much more but the build up's fake is what I was getting to (sighs) I don't know man I don't I think they genuinely hate each other a lot of the time like like there, there was nothing that was better to watch in my opinion then Conor McGregor getting ready to go up against Floyd because, like, their personalities clashed and everybody was just like, yo, just, these you, guys are just, like, rich fucking gladiators. You've got to th- think mom, about the fact that... Too, my mom probably gonna listen you've got to think about the fact that in MMA and UFC, like, you're gearing up for at least six months just to beat a dude's face in. Legit. Like, you yeah. are gearing up for that. You've got to hate him. You have to. Like, whenever the fight's over, you can hug and be cool, but, like, you've got to hate that man the whole time you're training. I don't know, man. I think these guys got mad respect for each other. Like, I'm when not you, saying they don't have respect. You've got to hate that man to do that stuff, though. I don't know, man. It's the sport, and they just that's their mentality that that's what they do. So I don't th- I don't think they think of that. Like, when they when they get in the ring, I, I kind of wonder if they really think about that other person as a person. They almost no, probably. I, I mean, you know, I don't they think can't. they do unless it's. I think there are sometimes they do. You can tell whenever people take stuff way too personal. Like, they come unglued, and you get a couple shots in that are illegal, and, like, they're trained not to hit people that way, and they hit them that way. So, like, I agree and I disagree. But, I mean, the trash talk in that sport is amazing. Like, McGregor took it to a whole nother level. What's more staged, the pre-show of UFC or a wedding? More staged? That's it. What's more scripted, a wedding or UFC pre-show? Hey, wait. So, like, are all vows? Are, are all vows at weddings like pre-wrote? 
I don't, I don't think all of them, but most of them. They're all pre-wrote. Yeah, dude, you can't go up there and freestyle that. You got to, you got to. Everything I've, everything I've done in my life, I've wrote it out, and then if I had to give a speech, <laughs> I've changed it. Just switch it up on the spot. I wrote this great. Yeah, don't do that for your vows. Yeah, but definitely don't do that for your vows. <laughs> not, a, not good form. Not good form. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. Um, I'm gonna go with weddings are more scripted. Uh, you can't script Conor McGregor yeah, throwing you can't, you can't, a barrier at a bus. You can't script Floyd coming on stage and throwing dollars hey, at Conor. Actually, you, yeah, you can, but it was still you amazing know, to watch. I loved every and second. And you of know it. Floyd Mayweather. <laughs> Floyd Mayweather didn't script anything because he can't read. <laughs> so like, there was no script to go off of. <laughs> Facts. Facts. All right, moving on. <laughs> so uh, Avengers set a box office record. <laughs> Okay. All right. All right. Didn't see this going that way, but okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I didn't, I didn't have anything to say to that. So, but yeah, let's just move on. Point proven. Um, boxing's not scripted. UFC might be. Floyd Mayweather's a boxer. <laughs> this UFC's true? different, but hey, we're still moving on. We talked about wedding season and uh, UFC for a pretty long time. Um, but yeah, I did want to t- talk about Avengers real quick because isn't it obvious uh, what's going to happen in this movie? Everybody knows, right? It, so time out. I would, you, well, point, hold on. Spoiler alert! Cause I haven't seen it. No, yet. I haven't I seen it. See it. I haven't seen it. I'm just speculating. I do kind of want to see it, but I feel like there's a. I, I thought there was a burnout in superhero movies, and all of a sudden this movie comes out and breaks box office records so. and is is literally above Star Wars and all those movies. I mean, so hottest movie ever. There's a kid in our office. Uh, he works part time. He's really big in movies. He hasn't seen it either. But he literally, I was heating up my lunch today, and he's like, "Hey, are you ready for the new Avengers movie? Vision dies." And I was like, "What do you mean?" He's like, "Is it not clear? Vision dies." And I was like, "Did you just spoil it?" Just no, now? I have no idea. I've got no clue. He goes, "Is it not clear? Vision dies." And I was like, "Well, I think Whoa. a lot of people die." What? And I, I think was that's like, the general consensus that a lot but, of people are going to die. But then he did. It's kind of a spoiler, kind of not. He was like, no, this is just part one. He's like, there will be a part two next summer. Wow. And I was like, what? How does here's that make thing. sense? My, my, here's my thing, and I've said this to some people, and they look at me like I'm crazy, so I'm definitely in the minority, but they're all the same movie, like same plot. There's aliens that come into the planet, and Avengers have to team up and try to kill them and save the world. Right? You, you stop that. <laughs> okay, they are. Like, at what point but, do we get old enough to go, you know, I don't have to see this in the theaters. I can wait for it on DVD because I know it's going to happen. You know, I've said that. I might have to go see this movie. You know, like Black of, Panther, I didn't even see because I'm like, speaking, I know what's going to happen. I'll just but, I'll just wait for it and see it when it's... Since you brought did up... Did you see Black Panther, Charles? I did. It was a great movie. Was it cliche, though? Like, was it the same type of... Was it the same same type of setup that every event? I mean, how, first of all, let's, let's backtrack. How many Avengers movies have you seen? You think like a good good amount of them? Yeah, I mean, so I, did this? I, did I, this I'm a bit com- into I, that. I like comics because it takes me back to the time when I was a kid, and I think that's why these do, these movies do such great numbers is because people just want to be able to take a step back from their miserable lives and just kind of <laughs> you know what I'm saying, like. Eat some popcorn and chill. You've got to think and about that. Like, like enjoy being enjoy being a kid again. You yeah, know what I mean? you've got it's that. It's like nostalgic. To, and you've got to like all these people. You got to turn flash on like that. <laughs> you got all these people. You got all these people out here that are like, obviously, like there's a certain aspect where like, yeah, you want to see the Hulk just go destroy some stuff. Right. At this point, exactly. like, 
that's the Hulk's only value. And I feel like people just watch it for that. But 100%. But I think that... You know what Charles says when he's not listening is 100%. 100%. (laughs) That's his go-to is... But... Yeah, yeah, 100%. 100%. But... Since you brought up movies, Taylor's gonna listen to this and be like, that is so <laughs> Taylor, tweet, tweet at us at Good Form Podcast and tell us what Charles says when he's not listening. Whenever he looks up from his phone and you're trying to tell him a, a sad story for the day and you're stressed and you're venting, he just goes, 100%. 100% you should have done that. Dude, everybody Guarantee has that though. I don't what's your go to? Yeah, I know. That's crazy. That's crazy. It <laughs> <That's crazy. laughs> doesn't matter if it's sad, if it's good or anything. That's crazy. That's that's a good one. I, I've definitely said that before. I use, I like to say no doubt, like no doubt, man. It's just like yeah, for sure. For sure is, is a good like, one. For sure. If I've missed for enough, sure. that crazy just means yeah, that's unbelievable. I can't believe that happened. But so movies, you brought up movies though. Uncle Drew. You think Uncle Drew's gonna suck, don't you? Oh wait, Uncle Drew like Kyrie Uncle Drew. Irvin, Uncle yeah, Drew? have you seen the the trailers for this? Like Kevin, yeah, Uncle Drew. Like. Well, Kevin Love's not in the movie, but oh. Kyrie Irving and Nate Robinson and Lisa Leslie were also... Really? Yeah, so there's a movie with right, those... sounds like it's going to be trash. All right, there's a movie with those three, Shaq, Reggie Miller, and Chris Webber. <laughs> so it's funny, right? It's a funny... It's a, I, I'm with you that it's a funny cast, and it'd be hilarious to watch. My Here's my thought. Why can't you wait... I, I get Avengers a little bit because visually wait. and sound effects are going to be cool, but comedies like it's the same experience watching in a theater versus in your apartment with with people. There's a chance that that movie doesn't get put on DVD because it does so bad. I need to see it in theaters. No question. Like yeah. No, hey, no, no, no disrespect to to Kyrie them, but like that movie sounds like it's going to be awful. Literally, it's like <laughs> like yeah. That movie sounds so bad. This guy got actually, now that you mention it. So we're on Netflix, and there's a, there's a, there's a movie called Thunderstruck. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin Durant. Yes. And we, we were going through Netflix yesterday, yes. and I was like, yo, is this like the like the off-brand of Space Jam? Like, yes. What is this? Like, part of me wanted to watch it, but, like, it just looks it's like knock it off so like weak. Mike. It is, is it knockoff knock like so Mike. So you've seen it? Yes, I've seen it. <laughs> it was my brother's favorite movie when he was, like, six. I, yeah. I feel like that has, like, one star on Netflix. Dude, it probably like, if you has, go to the like, most popular, it's the last movie. It takes a lot to get one star on Netflix, dude. There's a lot of people that are it just can't Kevin be Durant good. fans that are like, oh, shit, this is awesome. But at some point, you watch it just to troll it, right? At some point, you just watch it, sit down, and go, oh, my gosh, I can't believe that, that this is the, this movie right now. And you just force yourself to watch to it. To be honest, I don't remember much except the kid got KD's like, powers, and he sucked at basketball before. <laughs> And you, know, hey, and you know that KD probably made a fake Netflix account and like, liked it up. <laughs> liked it up. Liked it up. Like 15 different accounts. You know, he has those burner accounts. Shout out to KD. Dude, that was, the, accounts on deck. that was the best when he like tweeted at his own burner account and was like, nah, KD's great. He tweeted his own stuff on there. He, right added, he added all his friends on Netflix too. And it was like, and it, so it says like, KD liked this and this person liked this. He added everybody. So the, with all of his fake accounts. Russell so Westbrook won't pass the, the rock like this movie <laughs> Steph Curry Yo, liked this movie shout out to Thunderstruck man <laughs> I would have loved to see be on that like set just to watch it just to see how like just watch him film it, it. like someone's probably reading Kevin like reading Kevin Durant's lines in his ear right gotta cue be cue cards yeah cue cards or right in his ear <laughs> and he probably couldn't even read it that's hilarious 
That's hilarious. He went to University of Texas, so. One year, no. one and done. One and okay, done. so Charles, we have a sh- we have a segment on the show uh, that we usually end with, and it's gym stories. And so I know you're I know you're a workout guy. Brady and I work out probably a little too much. Um, but Brady, do you have any do you have any gym stories for this week? Uh, so it's kind of a gym story, but uh, it's actually from today. I was running on the Monon gym stories, and uh, these guys on bikes were running. They were riding three wide on the Monon. Hmm. And uh, the guy almost hit me with his handle, which I've got to be honest. If you hit me with your bike handle, you're probably going to go down. Like I'm going to feel bad. Like I got hit with a bike, but you're going to really you're going to eat <laughs> shit. Like you're going to slam into the pavement. And uh, so we almost clipped, and like he's riding away from me, yelling at me the whole time. So and he I'm, was mad at you. <laughs> yes. And I'm oh just like my. running. I'm like, dude, like <laughs> I've got more serious things going on. But uh, yeah, no, I, I was just like, dude, seriously, like you and your buddies get a ride three wide, like just slow down a little bit. Like it's easier for you to slow down than it is for me to like 100%. stop running. So 100%. 100%. No, no, 100%. Ahead. So, so that's crazy. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. No, no. Sometimes when I'm locked in, I'm still throwing 100. That makes sense. But no, it's it was just interesting. I've never been yelled at by a guy on a bike before while he was riding. Like just Roy right up next to me and yell at me. Like it's, oh, it's easy. Like, come on, it's easy. The dude to my face. Charles, what about you? You got any crazy gym stories? Have you been in the gym? To be honest, you know I'm in the gym. Come on now. So, I know you take selfies in the gym. I don't know if you're actually in the gym. <laughs> I'm taking selfie videos in there. So, basically, you know, I used to be a, I used to be an LA fitness guy. I used to be there a lot. A lot of meatheads in there. I tried Planet Fitness a little bit. Or got a St. V's a little bit. So, <clears throat> we've actually made the transition to our apartment gym, right? So, did you see people in there? Not really. It's kind of really. your own deal. Exactly. That's kind of the best part about it is a little more quaint. Less people. You know what I'm saying? So, the worst thing that will happen, though, is when there is occasionally a resident or somebody that's in the gym with us, and they want to run or whatever, but they want to turn on the fans, right? It's like, when I go to the gym, my intent is to work out to a point where I start to perspirate and sweat. You know what I'm saying? Like, like hot yoga is a thing, right? People get hot, and you know what I mean? Like, you sweat more. Like, when I work out, I want to, I want to sweat. I want to feel like I worked out. A lot of people will come to the gym and they'll turn on the fan. Then it instantly becomes a turn the fan on, turn the fan off war. You actually turn it off when they get like on the treadmill or something? All the time. <laughs> you All actually time. go turn it off, they turn I'm it back on, you turn it off again? Yes, 100%. You don't that, say anything to guy. them? No, it's just it's just like a uh, passive aggressive. No, you just got to talk, <laughs> hey, look, I'm trying to sweat. Can the, I keep that fan sometimes off? Sometimes it's a passive aggressive. you never done that? It's like a, I turn it off and I look, I look straight at them. No, you don't. Oh, yeah, all day. Look straight at me. And then I'll just kind of go back to what I'm doing. Give me an example of what they do when they look at you and make eye contact after that. It's like like an awkward, like, laugh, continue to run, and then blush instantly. That's what it is every time. So if you're running on the treadmill, they turn the fan off. Do you stop the treadmill, walk over to the fan, and turn it back off? Or, yeah, off? If it's on, I'm turning it off. If they turn it on... And you're running. You're gonna stop your run and go over there and turn it off. That's what I was trying to say. That's a, you know, if if I'm mid workout, probably not. Yeah. But if once I'm done with my cardio and I go to actually do my actual lift, then I'll probably cut it. I'll definitely cut it off. But not not mid run. I feel like if you're running, like 
fan on or not, you're probably going to sweat a little bit. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's not that intense. Like, you're doing more of an intense thing, so, like, you're not going to worry about that as much. Right. But I'm not, yeah, I don't know. If, like, a gym's really cold, it really throws me off. I feel like gyms are a little bit cold, uh, colder than normal because everyone's hot in there, right? So they said that, they said it, yeah. like, LA Fitness that we work out at, they keep it pretty chilly in there. But once you get warmed up and... I mean, for me, I get out the sauna, and I can't tell. It's hot. It feels cold no matter what. But I, I love the sauna. I love sweating, so I feel you kind of keep it, keep it warm in there. Yeah. Keep it toasty. I don't know. I like to, like, like I don't really take that long of a rest anyways, so, like, I tend to sweat a lot more than I feel like I oh, should. Yeah. It's, like, it's like, like a hit workout almost. Yeah, but, like, if I don't sweat when I leave, I feel like I just wasted an Did hour really of my own time. That's yeah. exactly how I Like, feel. I could be, like, starting to get sore or something. Like, I could do something, like, just <laughs> super heavy that day. But if I didn't sweat, I'm going to be like, I don't know if I really worked out that hard. That's why I love sitting in the sauna or hitting cardio at the end. Makes you sweat. I want to uh, get my gym story in real quick. There was, there was a girl who works out at, at LA Fitness, and she's one of those girls that's way too nice. And so she literally is talking to everybody like anyone who comes up to her she'll talk and have a conversation Did you go and get your conversation so, in? yep thank god you got your girl talking for the i week. was yeah. proud of you buddy wow man that's <laughs> hurtful it's not the only girl talk i got in last week hey work calls don't count no no social no, socially no. socially no, no. <laughs> okay my mom <laughs> anyways anyways so she's stretching before her workout and i'm almost done i'm d- about to do abs so Actually, I wasn't about to do abs. I was almost done, though. So I was walking past, and I just went over. and It was like Friday. So I was just walked over into it and, and said, you know, you don't have to work out on Fridays type deal. Just real quick. And, Wait, uh, you said it was what? Dead. Let's forget that. What did you say? I said, I want to know. I literally said, not single, but I want to know what doesn't work. <laughs> sorry. I said, I'm no, sorry. no, no, no. It's fine. It's fine. I said, uh. <laughs> I said, oh, you know, only tool bags work out on Friday or something to that effect. Nice. Yeah. So you yeah. were there. That really yeah. worked out in your favor. Yeah. That's exactly what she said. She's like, okay. you're here. I'm like, yeah, well, I took a day off. And she's like, well, I took two days off. I'm like, all right, you're allowed to be here. So it's going to be real quick like that. Turned into like a three to five minute conversation, which was way too long. I, I could tell I was, I could tell she was like ready to get down. Stre- she stopped stretching to talk though. So it's kind of on you. Like keep stretching and I'll walk away. Anyway. So after like I don't know, man. A few minutes, I go back fitness, to my workout, and she goes back to her workout. Dude, LA Fitness. If you keep stretching while you're talking to a guy, they might just stop and watch. <laughs> so I kind of feel why she stopped. I mean, she wasn't doing any like provocative stretching. She was like using the foam roller. So it wasn't like I'm gonna sit there and stare. At, you know, I've seen people. Anyway, she knows me better less. than that. Anyway, so regardless, she gets doing her workout, and um, another guy goes up and talks to her and she legitimately someone was running on the treadmill and timed it because he saw this guy go up to her it was 20 minutes he was talking to her for 20 full minutes while she was standing at a cable machine and uh this was like like i said probably five ten minutes after i talked to her that's almost an invasion of privacy ridiculous he would not walk away and i was sitting there watching this like at the end i was almost done and i'm still watching him i finished my workout by the time they were still talking so i go to the gym and grab my bag i come back out and my buddy he goes yeah dude that girl that was getting talked to about that guy she just left 
She didn't even get a workout. <laughs> she stretched, did like two sets, and left. Wait, what? Because she was getting she talked was so to so much, she, she just, just left. She didn't have time. She oh just my. left the gym. <laughs> Wow, like, dude! I don't, I don't know how I feel you, about that. You just ruined her. T- she probably had forty-five minutes to work out, and then t- you talked the whole time and ruined it. That's I could not believe that. Really it was ridiculous, <laughs> man. Like how? I can't imagine being a girl and dealing with that. Yeah, that's so, too much. That's I felt bad much. for her, but like at some point, you got to be you stop being so nice and just actually work out and and right. tell people not screw off, but just kind of get to your workout and they'll get the hint. Uh, but you know, I've been there. Some people are talkers, but th- this the funny part of this guy. He's like forties. This girl's in her early twenties. This guy's like forties, and he's he's you know he's a little bit heavier. He's got gray speckled hair, and he was still in there talking. Hey, respect the hustle. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> so yeah, that's the show, guys. That's our gym stories. That's the end of the segment. Uh, Charles, I, we didn't even give you a fair introduction. Former former athlete over here, you got a pretty big following on Twitter. Follow Charles on Twitter and Instagram. What's what's your yeah, plugs? Yeah, yeah. You want to get some me, plugs yeah, in? Ahead, let me plug myself in. Uh, Twitter's at Chuck T seventeen, and then uh, Instagram it's seventeen mil one seven. Yo, follow Charles at seventeen mil. Yeah, man, we're out here. We're out here. I appreciate y'all having me on here. This has been hey, great. Yeah, hey, beer thanks for hopping nice on, and, man. Nice and frosty. Yeah, we guys so. got some beer in here. Coors Light. Uh, follow us at Good Form Podcast. You can follow me at Red, White, Damn, Blue. You can follow Brady. At, uh, I thought you were about to say 100%. What? Uh, <laughs> that's crazy. Um, 100%. Do you know your plugs? You weren't listening. Hey, what platform are we talking about? Twitter? Uh, Twitter, I'm at Yeti2011. And uh, at Instagram, I'm at Brady underscore Bowling. And uh, Facebook, I'm at Brady Space Bowling. <laughs> <laughs> First and last day, there we go. <laughs> We're Good Form Podcast on Facebook, at follow Good Form Podcast on Twitter. You can follow all of our LinkedIn's using our first name, space, last name. Uh, take a minute and subscribe to us on iTunes right now. Check it out on the Apple Snapchat's Store. Let's check us out. Yeah, we don't have a Snapchat. Should we get a Good Form Snapchat going? Dude, if, if it was easy to like go between Snapchat accounts, it would be. I would be so down. Snapchat's died anyway, right? No, it's not died. I almost want to delete it. I'm over it. Dude, people can donate money That's to us on topic. there. That's almost a good topic. Snapchat is is. I think uh, Charles should be, be our social t- media correspondent. I'd be on Taco Tuesday on my Snapchat. Follow me on Snapchat, Charles Junior Seventeen. He's got all the plugs. All right, that's the show, guys. Thanks for listening, and have a great week. Peace. Am I wrong? Cause I wanna get it on till I die. Am I wrong? Cause I wanna get it on till I die. Get it on till I die. Get it on till I die. Y'all, y'all remember me? Y'all, y'all remember me?